It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week seven. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy and the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. Here it is. It's 4th and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. Short of the first. I don't know if he get it. Is he, does he have a first down? He does. He does have a first down. He's across midfield, and he's into Packer territory at the 46. What is going on, Bleeding Green Nation? I am James Seltzer. This is the BGN Radio Daily, October 18th edition, as the Eagles get set for a Monday night battle with Washington. Vince Quinn and John Barchard will bring you the preview show that's coming up, so don't forget to check your podcast feed and all their areas where you get podcasts for that. That'll be coming up. But uh, today, uh, instead of looking ahead to Washington, I wanted to focus on kind of what has been the topic of the week, and very deservedly the topic of the week, and also very insanely the topic of the week, which is... Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC and and maybe even the NFL? 
I can't even get into the NFL thing. And look, there is legitimate reason to believe that right now the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. But right now, for me, let's let's focus on the NFC because we got to win that before we can win anything else. Um, and, and I'm here to tell you that at least today, right now, I want to tell you why I believe the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And, and that is not some crazy statement as they are shockingly enough now the odds on favorite to make it to the Super Bowl and be the NFC's representative so um, not a hot take at all but um, to look at why the Eagles are the NFC uh, best team right now um, but also to kind of look at the landscape as it stands right now and and why they're the best team but also to offer a word of caution as well we'll get to that later first Let's have some fun. Let's dive in and take a look at why right now, as we sit here on October 18th, the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that, you know, not a lot of people even predicted to win the NFC East are not only the best team in the NFC East, but right now the best team in the entire NFC conference. And, you know, you have to start at the top. You have to start with Carson Wentz, the most important person in this franchise, obviously, uh, for now and for the future. Um, he is the MVP frontrunner. You want to talk about odds on favorites as of this moment right now. Again, October 18th, Carson Wentz is the odds on favorite to win the MVP, which while insane is very warranted at the moment as he has looked terrific. He is the uh, steward of the top team in the league at the moment, you know, in terms of record tied with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a bigger part of the offense's success here than Alex Smith is in Kansas City. He's a more important part. Um, and look, uh, you know, while he should be the MVP front runner at the moment, I don't know if he's going to win it or not, but I think the bigger point is that at this moment, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the NFC right now. And he's not Drew Brees, obviously. You know, he's not Matt Ryan. He hasn't accomplished the things that those guys have. Certainly um, nowhere close to that. But uh, And obviously hasn't even accomplished what something like Cam has. But right now, at this moment, he is playing better than any other quarterback in the NFC. And and it's even been evident from the, the early part of the season to now the jump that he's taken. And obviously, we've talked a lot about the fact that, you know, heading into this season, the number one most important thing that had to happen was Carson Wentz had to take that jump, that leap from year one to two that we always hear about. I mean, he's taking it. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, you know, uh, no question about it. The question is, how much higher can he go this season as we've already seen him improve over the last few games and he's not making the same mistakes that he was making earlier in the season. He doesn't seem to be holding on to the ball too long anymore, or at least as often. He's not struggling on the deep balls as much as he was earlier in the season as he's hit a few of those. Draft Twitter, where are you? Um, but the mechanics have been better, you know, from earlier in the season even. And and even the stuff like the recognition, you know, and, and adapting. We saw it on, the, uh, on Thursday night in the Carolina game where that one play where they made a big deal of Wentz going to the sideline and looking at the surface and noticing that he had Aguilar open, he had Jeffrey, he missed those guys. And look, Carson Wentz is going to learn from that. That's the beauty of this guy. He is so smart and he's a football nerd and all that stuff that, you know, the next time he sees that look, he's going to recognize it better. He's going to remember those types of things. You know, that's why they always say you can't blitz on Drew Brees. You can't blitz on Tom Brady because they've seen every look you're ever going to present to them and they know how to adjust to it. Carson Wentz doesn't have that type of experience in the league yet, obviously, but... 
we're already seeing him do those types of things, which um, you know has to make you bullish on the kid's future, whether you're an Eagles fan or not. Obviously, if you're an Eagles fan, you're you're very excited to see it. But I think it's one of the reasons why he is the best QB in the NFC right now, or playing like it, is that that adaptability, that recognition, the ability to kind of learn on the fly and and implement things in the moment is incredibly uh, impressive. And then, of course, you know the agility, the elusiveness, the physical abilities, and again, the arm, the deep balls. She's been connecting on uh, the last few games here, but and you know his ability, like the agility, like we said, but also the ability to elude sackers, would be sackers, the ability to you know make guys miss in the open field, to get first downs with his legs when needed. I mean, how huge has that been already so far this season? Um, you know, so I think that's all the kind of stuff where you know it really does show why right now he's he's the best quarterback in the NFC. He's on pace for forty two hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, only ten interceptions. Those are those are outstanding numbers, outstanding for a guy who's in his second year in the league. Just a terrific stuff, but also um, you know the other stuff like we talked about. He has it going on from the shoulders above the recognition, the brain power, and the leadership. Uh, you know, he is clearly the leader of this team. He He's running those guys out there. He has complete and total command when he's out there on the field. You can see it in his audibles. You can see it in the way he manages the huddle. And, and look, I, you know, and then lastly, his toughness. You know, I, I said at the moment, I was like, I didn't love that Carson Wentz ran and threw his shoulder into that guy at Carolina the other night. But at the same time, I loved it. You know, it's tough. You want him to take care of himself, but at the same time, he's a football player and he's tough and you know his teammates see that and that's a guy they want to go to war for. So I think for all those reasons, right now, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the NFC and that's one of the reasons right now, maybe the biggest reason, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, but there there are more reasons. Uh, You know, if you look at this team top to bottom, they have the least holes of any NFC team right now, and they're incredibly balanced, which is absolutely crazy when we think about the offseason, think about last season, the lack of weapons, the cornerbacks, all that type of stuff. And and look, by no means are the cornerbacks or running backs positions, you know, top tier or or they even set potentially. Um, but I think we've gotten a lot more out of those groups than we could have ever expected. Obviously, the running game, which we'll get to the Eagles, have the fifth best running game in the league in terms of yards per game. A lot of that has to do with the offensive line, but the running backs have, have played well. And, and, you know, you have to give it to LeGarrette Blunt. That guy certainly looks like he has a lot left in the tank or certainly more than people thought he did. Uh, on the defensive side, Jalen Mills has been more targeted more than anyone else in the league handily. And has handled it. You know, he's played well. He's not a superstar, but Jalen Mills is a serviceable cornerback to have in your lineup in the NFL, and that's more than I ever thought he would be. He's he's a decent player. And then Rasul Douglas. Obviously, the kid makes some mistakes. He certainly takes some risks, but he also makes some big plays too. Uh, and then, you know, you think about Ronald Darby coming back. Outside of the cornerback position, the running back position, you'd have to say that the Eagles are are really good to great at every other position group. Granted, linebackers, if Jordan Hicks uh, is out off the field, you wouldn't say great, but who might argue with the way Michael Kendricks and Nigel Bradovan have been playing? You know, they have the physical abilities. Kendrick, you know, what, what have we been waiting from Kendricks forever? Uh, you know, how, how frustrating has that guy been? And he has been one of the best players on the defense this year. It's that type of stuff that has made this team so good right now. I mean, they're getting contributions all over the field. And, and that leads me into my next point about why the Eagles are the best team in the NFC and potentially as important as any. 
They are the best team in the trenches on both sides of the ball in the entire conference. Now, sure, you could say that there are some D-lines that might stack up. You know, Seattle's D-line's pretty damn good. Uh, Los Angeles, the Rams, is a pretty good D-line as well. There's some solid D-lines. But the Eagles have the best one through six games and the potential to have the best one all season when you think about the depth and the guys that they can rotate in there. If nothing else, they're certainly as good as Seattle, and they've, and they've performed better, though Seattle's played well as well from a defensive perspective. But then you add in the fact that they have the best offensive line in the NFC right now. Easily. Sorry, Dallas. Sorry, greatest offensive line in the history of the sport. You're not as good as the Eagles right now. Clearly. It's a fact. Shioka Padia said last week that he thinks this Eagles O-line is playing better than any unit in the sport. I mean, that's serious praise, and, and they certainly didn't do anything against Carolina to make you feel any less good about them. You think about Wiz being in there full-time, and you get Lane Johnson back. He's through concussion protocol. That's huge. So I think this offensive line uh, right now is certainly the best in the NFC and has the potential to stay that way. And, and I know Brandon Lee Gout has brought this up a lot, but shout-out to Jason Peters, man. At 36, that guy is playing at an all-pro level. It is unbelievable, and, and we certainly saw it in the Carolina game, the way he had picked up the slack with Lane Johnson out. Um, I was one of those guys that was like, yeah, move him to guard or whatever. Uh, Mayor Culpa, I was wrong. Jason Peters can still play tackle at a very high level in the NFL, and it's exciting to see it week in, week out, um, and mesmerizing to see that guy do that. But then you bring Lane back. I mean, this line is the best in the NFC. You flip it over, the D-line, the best in the NFC. How huge is that? You know, I'm a big cliche, or, or cliches are cliches for a reason type of guy. And the you win in the trenches is a football cliche, and it probably drives a lot of people nuts, but it holds true. It's a cliche for a reason. You win in football through the trenches. Sure, you can have a bad offensive line or defensive line and still win the Super Bowl. It doesn't happen that often. It really doesn't. You know, and you need a quarterback like Russell Wilson to make that work on the offensive side or whatever. Point being that being this strong at both the offensive and defensive line and and no sign or thought of why other than injury, of course, uh, that would slow down. You have to feel really good about that moving forward and really good about that being one of the, the big reasons why this Eagles team is is right now the best in the NFC. More reasons for you, though. That That's not enough for me. Uh, and, and this is a big one for me, and it's more of an ineffable one kind of a little less, uh, less uh, uh, you know, objective versus subjective. It's not necessarily a fact, but it's something you see. Um, but this team's prepared to play every week. And credit to Doug Peterson. I said it on the, the WIP show on Saturday that John Barchard, Brandon Lee Gatton, and myself did. Um, but, you know, I, I, right now I was wrong about Doug Peterson. I, you know, I need to see more to believe long-term that, that he is definitely a great coach in the NFL, but... Everything I've seen this season has been terrific. Like, what can you complain about? You know, the guys like playing for him. You can tell, like, you know, uh, but more importantly, there's a real, dare I say it, culture to this team. These guys like each other. This is a real positive feeling group, a positive feeling around this locker room. And, and you got to give credit to Doug Peterson for that chemistry and all that stuff. And, and then on top of that, like I said, they're prepared to play every game. They go out there and they play hard for Doug Peterson and they're ready to play. 
They're prepared from an X's and O's standpoint as well as from an, a motivation, emotion standpoint. They don't come out, you know, slacking or soft. Obviously, we've seen some spots where we've had lulls. The uh, the Giants game in particular where, you know, they, they go out to the early lead and you feel like they're going to win the game no matter what. And then they really make you sweat it out and it takes Jake Elliott doing superhuman things to, to pull it out in the end. But, you know, they, 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 they're prepared to play. And I think Doug Peterson deserves credit for that. And it's one of the reasons that they're the best team in the NFC. And, and look, a team like Atlanta showed you that exactly both, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl, obviously. But last week against Miami, at, you know, at home, up 17 and nothing at the half. And they give up 20 unanswered points to Jay Cutler and the Miami Dolphins. An offense that they easily shut out in the first half and an offense that looked lost. So that's the type of stuff that while you've seen a few lulls, for the most part, this Eagles team has really been ready to play and they've you know come through in the clutch when when they've needed to. So that matters as well. Um, a few more reasons. I'm not done. Uh, when you look at the stats, the stats say the Eagles are the best. You know, they're number two in DVOA right after the Chiefs in the entire NFL and they're close. They could be number one with another good week. Uh, you know, uh, they are number five in the NFL in rushing yards per game, number nine in passing yards per game, number six in points per game, number one in all important time of possession, number one handily by a couple minutes per game, which is insane. The defense, number one in rushing yards per, uh, per game allowed, number one, number nine in points per game allowed. They are number three as a team in point differential in the NFL. Those are all in the NFL, those stats. Number three in the NFL. They're number one in the NFC in point differential. So you just look at the bare numbers. The Eagles have been the best team in the NFC. And, you know, again, there's reason for it. And then, you know, you look that I think that the biggest reason we kind of took out of this weekend, this past weekend of football, was the real lack of competition. You know, Aaron Rodgers goes down, likely for the season. I think you count Green Bay out. I'm not even looking at them as competition. You look at Atlanta. I just said it. They're coming off a miserable, awful loss at home. Seattle has not looked good yet. Coming off a bye this week, I think they'll get better. We'll talk about that a little later. But right now, Seattle just hasn't looked very good. They look beatable. Um, And the offensive line, among the worst in the sport, if not the worst in the sport, they just have not gelled yet whatsoever. Minnesota has looked like one of the better teams in the NFC. Case Keenum is their quarterback. I can't get scared about that. Carolina, we know about that. The Eagles went to their house and beat them on Thursday night. Uh, New Orleans, an interesting name for me. I don't think they're good enough to really compete. You never know. The NFL is crazy, but um, the defense is playing better. Um, it's you know, and I think after the first couple of weeks where they look lost, they're finally. Uh, finding the right ways to use their guys. And, and Marshawn Lattimore looks like a really good pick. Um, so I think the Saints are decent and interesting, at least with that offense. Uh, Dallas, you know, look, Zeke, we got to get to that real quick. Uh, obviously, there is the um, new ruling from the court where now the uh, essentially uh, we won't go into mumbo-jumbo because it seems like none of this matters anyway. All you need to know is Zeke's playing for the next two weeks at least. I said it on the Saturday WIP show when it uh, it seemed like Zeke was going to be out for a while. I said, I'm not going to believe it until he actually misses games. I still feel that way. Uh, I don't know if he's going to miss any games. He's definitely playing the next two. Here's the thing. It doesn't really matter that much because Dallas just isn't that good a football team right now. Even with Zeke, we've seen it. They're 2-3 and three for a reason. They have a tougher schedule coming up than the Eagles do. We'll get to that. Uh, but... 
Zeke uh, hasn't looked great to begin with. Obviously, he's a huge part of that offense. We'll see the next two weeks. But you look at Dallas just from across the board, the offensive line has not gelled with Lyle Collins moving to the right tackle position. Um, it, it is just they, they lost guys. You know, you lose Ronald Leary. Doug Free retires. They thought they'd just be able to kind of plug guys in and it would work, and it hasn't so far. You know, they've been decent, but not nearly what they were last year. More importantly, they've asked Dak Prescott to shoulder a, a much bigger load, and you know, he's shown he can't do it, at least not to the level they need him to. They need more from him. They need more from that offense because guess what? The defense is awful. That secondary is is atrocious. They made Jared Goff look like a superstar. And I know a lot of people are on the Jared Goff bandwagon now all of a sudden. He's good. He's fine. But let's not get carried away. He's not a superstar. Certainly not yet. Sean McVay. That dude's a pretty good coach, I think. But uh, that's a, a different topic for a different day. Either way, my point being, I'm not scared of Dallas, especially sitting at two and three, especially with what the Eagles have done through uh, you know, their first six games with four on the road, especially considering the Eagles haven't lost in the conference yet or the division, obviously. So you have to feel good about that. Washington, obviously a name you have to throw in there until the Eagles beat them on Monday night. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Look, I don't want to get too carried away, but I feel very good about the Eagles on them on Monday night. We'll, we'll talk more about that uh, over the weekend on the Saturday WIP show and all that. But point being that you look at the NFC with Aaron Rodgers out and there's no team that really scares you. I think Aaron Rodgers was kind of that X factor where um, for some reason, when you looked at the landscape of the NFC, even with the, the flaws they had as a team, you just felt like, oh, the Packers are the best team. Because they had Aaron Rodgers. They're clearly not close to the best team with Brett Hundley uh, under center. We saw that last weekend. Um, Atlanta, another team uh, you know, who has just gotten uh, – hasn't looked as good. And you can't put them there now, I think – and and I think it's time that I get to my word of caution because I've laid out why I think the Eagles are no question the best team in the NFC right now. And anyone who says differently is wrong. Uh, but and for the NFL thing, look, I, I think I think you could make an argument the Chiefs are better, even though uh, the Chiefs beat them at home. Who knows what happened on a neutral field? And also, this was definitely a different Eagles team with Ike Samalo looking awful, and and uh, hence since forth, henceforth, whatever is is not touched the lineup so I think there's a reason for that and it would have made a big difference in that game but regardless I think I still think I would go Chiefs with the best team in the NFL that was just a weird performance against a Steelers team that desperately needed the win um, and a good Steelers team that really has the Chiefs number look they beat them the Chiefs have lost five times in the last 21 games three of them have been to the Steelers but regardless um, you know either way I think you could say the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now and I think you'd have a valid argument for all the reasons I just laid out about why they're the best team in the NFC Word of caution, again, as I said I'd get to. And I hate doing this, but last year at this exact same time, heading in to week seven of the NFL season, there was a team in the NFC sitting at 5-0. and I think we all remember that team because we beat them. That was the Minnesota Vikings. Now, granted, they had a ton of injuries, and it derailed their season. And that's a worry. So you have to think about that. You know, there are reasons to think that this might not continue. It's injuries. I think that teams are going to get better, like Seattle and the Falcons. I think they will get better. I think New England, for that matter, is not the, the best version of New England. We'll see. I do believe Kevin Clark talks about this all the time, both in writing at Kevin Clark of the Ringer and on their podcast about the post-CBA world. And now you only get 15, or excuse me, 20 practices with the, with the team before the season starts. And now it just takes team more t- teams more time to, to really figure it out and figure out who they are and what they are and what the best version of them is. And I I totally believe that. But you know what? Uh, The Eagles are still where they're at right now and they still look good. 
you know? So I think that that's an advantage. I really do. And I think that the bigger thing is when you look at everything about why they uh, are the best team in the NFC that I just laid out, there's a lot of things that I think you can continue to count on. You know, look, the defensive line and offensive line, and again, this is all under the proviso that that injuries, big injuries don't happen. You're going to have injuries. It's the NFL. But if this team loses Carson Wentz, God forbid, uh, I don't even want to say something like that, but if they did, you know, that that the season is a completely different thing. But provided there aren't any huge injuries that, that kind of tear this team apart or, or a bunch of injuries, like the entire O-line goes down, um, you know, I think you have to feel really good about this continuing for all the reasons I laid out above. And look, the schedule is a lot easier the rest of the way than expected. You look at the the total record of the Eagles opponents left, it's 22 and 33. And you have six games at home and only four on the road. I mean, you got Washington coming up on Monday night, then the Niners in week eight. That should be a win here in Philly. Denver coming west to east playing a one o'clock game, not nearly as potent as I think some might have thought. Lost to the Giants. Gross. Um, you know, uh, that's, uh, who knows? You, you know, it's a tough matchup. You feel like you should be able to win that. You got a bye week. Then you got Dallas in Dallas. Uh, you know, who knows whether Zeke's going to be playing there. The Bears at home, that feels like a pretty easy win. Um, and then, you know, you go out for that Seattle-LA trip, which is going to be tough. I think you certainly will probably lose one of those two. But then you're at the Giants, home versus an Oakland team, which might be completely done and doesn't look that good anyway. And then home for a Dallas team where the season could be over already. So I think from a schedule perspective, and and again, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, I think you have to feel really good about their potential to continue to be the best team in the NFC. More importantly, Carson Wentz is only 22 games into his NFL career. I alluded to it earlier, but he's going to get better. Again, that situation we saw in the Carolina game where, you know, he's learning from those moments. He's he's seeing things, and he is so smart and so football savvy that, that he sees things and he remembers them, and he's able to employ them, and I think we're going to see that more and more and more and more. You know, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or Drew Brees, but I'm saying that he has that type of mentality about the sport, and I think he has the smarts and the brain power to handle it. So I think he's going to get better. I think he's going to get better this year. And look, I think we might see some some games or, or drives or whatever it is where we're like, what the hell was he thinking? But I think more often we're going to be doing a lot of like, wow, uh, you know, impressive stuff from Carson Wentz. So that's why I, I feel, again, uh, to stress that, that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. That doesn't mean anything. There are still 10, or excuse me, 11, 10 games left in the season, 11 for some teams. And then, of course, you have to get through the playoffs and all that. But I think you have to feel good about this Eagles team definitely being for real and being a legitimate contender based on their schedule and the way they're playing for a bye. Like, they are a contender, a legitimate one for a bye. And if that happens, you only have to win two games to get the Super Bowl, which again is crazy. And and my mind just can't get there yet. I can't process based on what my expectations were coming the season. All most people's expectations were to where they are right now. I'm still having trouble processing the legitimacy of it all. But when you stop and think about it, and you just look at the numbers and look at the situation, look at the way they're playing. You have to to look at it and say, yeah, they're a legitimate contender and they're certainly a contender for a bye and to make noise in the playoffs. And I mean, how exciting is that? So um, I, I guess I got to leave it at that. that. I mean, I can't, I've, I've flustered myself here with all this excitement and, and, and 
SB talk and all that stuff. I can't go there. What I can say is that right now, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. There's no question about it. And all they have to do is keep it up. All they have to do is keep that chip on their shoulder. Keep that nobody believes in us type of mentality. Don't listen to anyone saying you're the best team in the NFC or the NFL. Don't listen to this right now, what I was just saying. Um, But, you know, as long as they can keep that mentality and keep fighting, keep playing every game hard like they've been, man, um, it's going to be one hell of a ride. So, uh, um, and we'll we'll be here to talk about it all. So uh, uh, that starts uh, with the Eagles. Uh, Washington preview show. I won't say their name. I won't say it. Uh, it slips out sometimes, but I really try and not say it because it is racist. So uh, hopefully the Eagles will beat the racists. Racists on Monday night. as uh, And then we can really start to get crazy because then the NFC is pretty much locked up. Is that okay to say? This is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm out of control right now. I got to stop this. Uh, either way, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to the uh, daily edition here and again uh, enjoy it the eagles right now the best team in the nfc we'll see where it goes from there and uh, and carson wentz man god i love that guy all right uh, that's gonna do it thank you for listening uh, again uh, coming up the eagles uh, washington preview show of course our show on saturday on wip and on sunday uh, we're gonna be down at delaware park me and barchard uh, as uh, uh, guest judges on a food truck face-off, which is going to be really cool. So come check us out for that. We'll be doing our, our show there in the morning and then hanging out as well. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. This is James Seltzer. Uh, again, appreciate you listening to the October 18th edition of the BGN Radio Daily Podcast.